Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of our award-winning podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen, ready to dive into a fascinating topic that's at the forefront of AI research. Today's episode is titled Scaling Laws of Synthetic Images for Model Training for Now. It's all about how the frontier of using synthetic images to train machine learning models is evolving. We'll be discussing a cutting-edge paper by a team from MIT CSAIL and Google Research that explores the effectiveness of synthetic images in training AI models. To give you some context, the quality and quantity of data are vital in training effective AI models, particularly in the field of computer vision. Historically, we've relied on large image datasets painstakingly curated with categorical labels for training models in a supervised manner. Famous datasets like ImageNet have become the foundation of many breakthroughs in the field. But as we scale up these datasets to hundreds of millions of samples, the challenges pile up. Curation at scale becomes a daunting task, and the potential for noise and quality issues grows. Enter recent advances in language supervision in vision models, moving beyond fixed, predefined categories to extensive image-text pair datasets. Models like CLIP have shifted the paradigm, requiring even larger datasets, but often sourced through web scraping, which introduces significant noise. And this is where the game changer steps in. Text-to-image models like Stable Diffusion, which can produce high-quality images from textual descriptions. The advantage? We can potentially scale vision datasets with synthetic images, significantly reducing human labor for dataset curation. However, this approach raises questions. Do these synthetic images maintain quality and diversity when scaled to tens or hundreds of millions? Precisely the question the paper we're discussing attempts to answer. It focuses on how effective scaling synthetic images truly is, especially when training supervised vision models. The paper presents an empirical study of three major text-to-image models, Stable Diffusion, Imogen, and Muse, showing that a model's performance exhibits power loss scaling with the number of synthetic images they're trained on. But there are nuances, including the role of text prompts, classifier-free guidance scale, and choice of text-to-image models, which all affect the scaling behavior significantly. And when it comes to supervised settings, synthetic data does not scale as effectively as real data. That's a critical finding from the paper. But the silver lining is that synthetic data can be especially effective in certain scenarios, like when real images are limited, when dealing with out-of-distribution data, or when complementing real data in models like CLIP. This paper is a treasure trove of insights, and we're going to unpack all of it in this episode. So stay tuned as we explore the key findings, methodology, implications, and far-reaching impact of this groundbreaking research. Let's embark on this journey together through the scaling laws of synthetic images for model training. Are your AI models hungry for more data than a buffet at an all-you-can-eat restaurant? Is collecting endless amounts of real images making you feel like you're hunting for a needle in a universe-sized haystack? Well, fret no more. Introducing PicSynth, your one-stop shop for all you can train synthetic images. Born from the minds behind the cutting-edge paper on scaling laws, PicSynth doesn't just generate images. It concocts a visual feast for your algorithms. Need a picture of a cat riding a unicycle in space? PicSynth has you covered. Dreaming of underwater basket-weaving octopuses for your underwater basket-weaving app? 
PixSynth is your new best friend. With our unique blend of stable diffusion, Imogen, and Muse models, watch your model's accuracy soar while your costs do the limbo. How low can they go? And for those cold nights when your data feels a little lonely, PixSynth offers a delightful mix of synthetic and real images to keep the learning warm and fuzzy. So wave goodbye to expensive data collection and say hello to a synthetically abundant future. PixSynth. Because why capture reality when you can create your own? Visit PixSynth.com today and synthesize your path to AI success. Terms and conditions apply. The reality may vary. Please train responsibly. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to our podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Get ready for a deep dive because today we're unpacking a fascinating paper titled Gen to Debt, Generate to Detect. Absolutely, Jen. This paper represents a significant leap forward in leveraging synthetic data to train object detection and segmentation models. Let's break this down. Sure thing, Tom. The paper focuses on the creation of a pipeline, Gen 2 Debt, which ingeniously uses state-of-the-art diffusion models for grounded image generation. Right. Diffusion models have become quite the buzzwords recently, haven't they? They're essentially a type of generative model that can create high-quality synthetic images by starting with noise and gradually refining it into a coherent picture. Correct. The authors capitalize on this by generating synthetic yet realistic scenes that respect the natural layouts of objects, which is a game changer compared to traditional methods requiring individual object generation and pasting. Yeah, and what's really neat is the suite of techniques the Gen 2 Debt proposes, including image-level filtering, instance-level filtering, and improved training recipes to handle imperfections in the generated data. Before we get into the heavy stuff, let's also acknowledge the paper's authors. Saksham Suri, Fanny Xiao, Animesh Sinha, Sean Chang Kulatana, Raghuraman Krishnamurthy, Chenchen Zhu, and Abhinav Srivastava from the University of Maryland and Meta. With that said, let's dive into the core of the paper, which lays out a detailed discussion of the objectives, methodology, and key findings. They formulated a smart approach to generate data that significantly enhances object detection performance, especially for rare categories and data-limited settings. Not just that, Jen. They've shown robust performance gains across different datasets and are completely agnostic to the methods of detection. Now, if that isn't impressive, I don't know what is. And the implications? Massive. If we can generate and utilize synthetic data effectively, this could mean less reliance on expensive, manually annotated datasets. We're talking potential cost reductions, efficiency boosts, and advancements in areas that lack extensive real-world data. In conclusion, the Gen2 Debt Pipeline is a compelling approach to not only leveraging synthetic data, but also handling the inevitable imperfections in synthetic images. It's a testament to the paper's broader relevance that it shows considerable gains for rare categories. This could be especially valuable in long-tailed or low-data regimes. Our personal reflection. This paper isn't just a step forward, it's a leap into the future of synthetic data utilization in object detection and segmentation. And with that said, we wrap up our detailed discussion on Gen2Debt, Generate to Detect. We hope this episode has been an enlightening experience and you walk away with a newfound appreciation for the intersection of synthetic data and object detection. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you on the next episode, where we'll unravel another groundbreaking piece of scientific research. Stay curious and keep learning. Mm -hmm.
Ever struggled with training your AI because real-world data is just too darn expensive? Or let's face it, as scarce as an honest politician? Introducing Synthetic Sensations, Inc., where reality is overrated, and our synthetic data is as close to real life as your online dating profile. Our gen 2 Debt technology doesn't just create images, it generates entire scenes so realistic that they'll have your AI questioning its digital existence. Tired of cars that look like potatoes in your data sets? Our diffusion models craft images sharper than your grandmother's tongue. And with our image-level filtering, we eliminate any synthetic snafus, ensuring your AI won't confuse a banana for a bandana. Long tail what? Rare categories in your data sets are now as common as cat videos on the internet, thanks to Synthetic Sensations, Inc. So why wait? Come on down to Synthetic Sensations, Inc., where the data's fake, but the progress is real. Call within the next 10 minutes, and we'll throw in a set of virtual steak knives, perfect for slicing through your toughest AI challenges. We make fake fun. Welcome back to another intriguing episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we have a cutting-edge topic that's making waves in the computer graphics and vision community, MRF, multi-baseline radiance fields. Indeed, Jen, this paper by Haofei Xu and collaborators from ETH Zurich, the University of Tübingen and Monash University, is shaking up the field of view synthesis. Absolutely, Tom. For those new to the field, view synthesis is the process of creating new images of a scene from perspectives that weren't originally photographed. Now let's provide some contextual background to show why this paper is so momentous. The authors tackle a problem known in computer vision as novel view synthesis from sparse input views. This involves taking a small number of images and trying to generate a new image from a different camera angle. And this isn't just a niche problem. It has real-world applications like virtual reality, movie production, and even architecture. Right. The difficulty here lies in the fact that prior methods struggled with small or sparse sets of input images. So let's dive into the key concepts beginning with NERFs, or neural radiance fields. NERFs are a recent breakthrough in rendering 3D scenes that leverage deep learning to infer colors and densities of points in space, thus enabling photorealistic rendering from novel viewpoints. They've exploded in popularity, but there's a catch. They require quite a few images to work well and often need extensive computation for each new scene. This is where the MURF, or multi-baseline radiance fields, comes in. This method is designed to work well across different baseline settings or different distances between camera views, as well as different numbers of input views. And that's where the intricacies of their methodology come into play. The authors suggest discretizing the 3D space into planes parallel to the target view, constructing what they call a target view frustum volume. This volume is spatially aligned with the target view, helping to aggregate relevant information effectively from input views for rendering. They've introduced a more efficient way to utilize this information using a convolutional neural network. By factoring standard 3D convolutions into a combination of 2D and 1D operations, they've managed to reduce computational complexity significantly. The results? Gen, they're achieving state-of-the-art performance across multiple settings from simple objects to complex indoor and outdoor scenes. Their method even shows robust generalization to completely new data, 
a feat not commonly seen with previous methods. That, a game-changer in the field. It potentially saves time and resources, allowing for quicker content creation with fewer inputs needed. Now let's move on to implications and applications. With the ability to generalize to a variety of scenes and baselines, MRF could be instrumental in a range of industries. From creating immersive video game worlds with fewer resources to helping architects visualize buildings from different perspectives, the applications are truly vast. As for a personal reflection, the implications of MURF, especially its general applicability and efficiency, could set a new standard in the industry. It's not only a technical achievement, but could also democratize high-quality digital content creation. To conclude, this episode has unpacked the MRF multi-baseline radiance fields in an effort to understand its significant contributions and potential impact on the future of view synthesis. It's indeed a fascinating development, and we're keen to see how it further evolves and impacts real-world applications. Thank you all for tuning in, and we can't wait to bring you more insights into the latest scientific advancements in our next episode. Hey listeners, ever wish you could teleport anywhere in your photos? With ClickAview's revolutionary Be Anywhere booth, now you can. Yep, inspired by the MRF technology, our wacky wizards of the web have created a booth that virtually plops you into any picture in your gallery. Want to photobomb your own wedding pictures from a different angle? Done! Tried of your travel buddy always blinking in photos? Replace them with a smiling squirrel. Just upload your photos, step into the booth, and bam! New memories, weird angles, endless fun. Imagine your head on Mount Rushmore or moonwalking with Neil Armstrong. And for a limited time, if you upload a photo with a cactus, you get to experience the prickly surprise. So, come on down to Click of You, where your new point of view is just a booth away. Please view responsibly. Side effects may include excessive giggling, photobombing addictions, and a fear of squirrels. Tom and Jen, Click of You. Weird the new wonderful. Welcome to our podcast. Today, we are thrilled to dive into the fascinating world of 3D rendering and neural networks as we explore a research paper titled Eagles, Efficient Accelerated 3D Gaussians with Lightweight Encoding S. This paper, authored by Sharath Girish and colleagues at the University of Maryland, presents a groundbreaking technique that addresses some of the core challenges in the field of novel view synthesis, a technique used to render new perspectives of a scene given a set of 2D images. Let's start with a bit of context. Novel view synthesis is a hot topic in computer graphics and machine learning. It allows us to create realistic 3D scenes from flat images. Think of 3D movies or virtual reality. A popular method for this is called neural radiance fields, or NERFs for short. Yeah, but NERFs have some downsides. They're pretty slow to train and render, especially at high resolutions. Enter 3D Gaussian splatting, or 3DGS, which kind of revolutionized things by using a different approach to represent and render scenes, allowing for real-time rendering and faster training. However, the catch with 3DGS, as pointed out in the paper, is the substantial memory requirements for training and storage because millions of Gaussians are needed to represent each scene with high quality. That's where Eagles comes in. The authors propose a new method that utilizes quantized embeddings to significantly reduce memory storage requirements while maintaining or even enhancing 
speed and quality. Specifically, they focus on compressing two attributes, color and rotation, since they take up the majority of memory. They employ a quantization framework that simplifies these attributes into a format that uses less memory yet retains essential information. Plus, they introduce a clever course-defined training strategy. This means they start by training the model on lower resolution versions of the images and gradually increase the resolution. This leads to faster and more stable optimization of the Gaussian point clouds. What ultimately impresses about the Eagle's approach is the results. They manage to maintain the reconstruction quality while reducing memory usage by more than an order of magnitude, with faster training times and rendering speeds to boot. This achievement could have a huge impact on the field, accelerating the progress of graphic systems with memory constraints or applications that require low bandwidth like mobile AR or VR. Absolutely, and to think about the applications for this kind of technology, video games, film, virtual design, and real estate tours, just to name a few. It's quite exciting. We'll delve into the technical details, methodology, and implications throughout the episode, plus share our reflections on the broader significance of this research. So stay tuned, listeners, as we unwrap the world of eagles and its potential to transform the future of visual technology. Are you tired of your virtual worlds taking eons to load? Does your patience dissipate like mist in the wind at the first sight of a progress bar? Fret no more because Instascape 3D has arrived, the brainchild of Eagle's research. With our Gaussian goggles, you'll be splatting through 3D scenes so fast you'll think you're bending time itself. Our secret recipe lies in slicing, dicing, and condensing those hefty data chunks into quaint, quantized nibbles. It's like we put the entire universe on a memory diet, and boy, does it look good in 3D genes. Wave goodbye to blurry, pixelated landscapes because with Instascape 3D, you'll zip through photorealistic canyons with the swiftness of a hypercaffeinated gazelle. It's rendering so quick, reality can't keep up. And storage woes? Pfft, a thing of the past. Our Gaussian goggles pack entire worlds into less space than your grandma's lasagna recipe. Try Instascape 3D today and marvel as it transforms your device into a magic portal of endless, instant vistas. Instascape 3D, where every pixel is a party and you're the VIP. Welcome, everyone, to another exciting episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Tom. And I'm Jen. Today, we've got a thrilling topic for all of you tech enthusiasts out there. Visual geometry grounded deep structure from motion. That's right, Jen. This is cutting-edge stuff in the field of computer vision and it revolves around reconstructing 3D structures from a series of 2D images. It may sound like something straight out of a sci-fi movie, but it's very real and quite significant in today's technological world. So before we dive into the meaty part of the research paper, let's first give a bit of contextual background for our listeners. Jen, can you kick things off by explaining why this paper is so significant? Of course, Tom, the paper Visual Geometry Grounded Deep Structure from Motion is a milestone because it tackles a classical problem known as Structure from Motion, or SFM. And for those who might not know, SFM is a technique that aims to construct the 3D spatial structure of an object or a scene using a series of 2D images. Precisely. Historically, SFM has been solved incrementally, detecting key points, matching them across images, 
and gradually building up a 3D view. But with the advent of deep learning, researchers have been trying to enhance parts of this pipeline. That brings us to key concepts and some complex vocabulary used in this paper. We'll make sure to break these down for you throughout our discussion, starting with key points and feature matching. Right, Jen? That's right. Key points are specific points in an image that algorithms identify as having recognizable features. Feature matching involves detecting these points across different images to determine the movement or structure. Now let's plunge into the core of this research paper. The authors proposed a new process called VGGSFM, where each component is fully differentiable and trained end-to-end. -end. This is huge because it means there's a continuous gradient flow through all stages of the SFM pipeline, allowing for backpropagation and efficient learning. To accomplish this, they introduced mechanisms to track 2D points accurately, estimated cameras jointly, and used a differentiable bundle adjustment layer to refine the reconstruction. Speaking of their methodology, they moved away from incremental building and instead processed images in one go, which is simpler and more elegant. Yep, and groundbreaking because they've managed to outperform traditional SFM methods on popular benchmarks. The implications of that are vast, as these techniques can be applied to everything from autonomous driving to augmented reality. For the conclusion, this paper shows it's possible to make a significant leap in SFM by applying end-to-end -end deep learning. It simplifies the process and opens doors for new applications. And personally, I find it remarkable how they fused traditional computer vision concepts with modern neural networks, yielding a method that is both simpler and more powerful. As for me, this paper highlights the strength of interdisciplinary research. By combining insights from geometry, computer science, and machine learning, we're able to push the boundary of what's possible. It's been an enthralling topic, one that has us at the edge of our seats for what the future of visual geometry holds. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back with another deep dive soon. Until then, keep looking beyond the horizon. See you next time on our award-winning podcast, where complex technology becomes intuitively fascinating. Are you ready for a trip into the future? Introducing 3DZPeasy, the company turning your photo albums into jaw-dropping 3D experiences. Snap a picture of your cat sleeping on the couch? Boom. Now it's a majestic 3D sculpture lounging in your virtual gallery. Or maybe you've got a pile of vacation photos. With 3DZPeasy, transport yourself back to that beach with sand so real you'll be shaking it out of your shoes. And for the historians in the crowd, Watch the pyramids of Giza rise from your sketches in history class. Our sci-fi level tech grounded in the revolutionary VGGSFM. That's visual geometry grounded deep structure from motion for those who missed our podcast episode. It transforms kitchen selfies into culinary temples in cyberspace. And we do it all with the power of end-to-end -end differentiable deep learning. We're not entirely sure what that means, but it sounds fancy and it works like magic. Subscribe now and unlock the third dimension of your two-dimensional life with 3DZPeasy. 3DZPeasy, because life's too short for flat memories. Mm -hmm.